0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Rugby Elim podcast. Rugby Elim is a multicultural community of passionate Christians who've experienced the transforming power of Jesus in their lives. We believe Jesus has called us to bring his life, love and hope to every nation and generation. To find out more about us and our upcoming groups and gatherings, please visit rugbyelim.org Dot .uk or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining me today as we take on Jesus challenge sell your possessions. Years ago as a student when I was training for ministry a fellow student asked me one day if he could borrow my car Now, you have to understand that my car was my most valuable and my most precious possession. And I had a real internal struggle whether to let him borrow my car or not. But then I actually experienced a great sense of release as I said yes and handed over my keys. I understood at that moment what it meant to own my possessions rather than being possessed by my possessions. Being ready to lend my most valuable possession, release me from the hold my possessions had over me. Over the years, all sorts of people have looked for treasure and they still do whether they be pirates looking for hordes of gold that are hidden on remote islands, or deep-sea divers looking for gold and silver on ships that have sunk, or less exotically, people with metal detectors looking for old and valuable coins that are sunk in the earth left by people who lived long ago. These hunters set their hearts on finding treasure, and once they've found it, they set their hearts on keeping it. Now, most of us here will not be travelling across oceans to seek gold and silver. But that doesn't mean we aren't seeking treasure. And the most common treasure we can set our hearts on getting is money. And once we've got it, we tend to set our hearts on keeping it so that nobody can take it from us. So Jesus said something very challenging to his followers about the treasure of money and holding on to it when he said, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and when he said to the rich young ruler who wanted to know what he needed to do to inherit eternal life, saying he should sell his possessions and give them to the poor. Jesus understood that there is a greater treasure to be had than earthly possessions, a treasure that's much more valuable and precious than gold or silver a treasure that can never be taken away from us, a treasure that will last not only while we live on this earth, but will last for all eternity. And this treasure is the treasure of knowing Jesus and living life with him each day. But like treasure hunters that go after gold, we need to set our hearts on finding Jesus. And once we've found him, we need to set our hearts on keeping him as our greatest treasure. One of the ways we can do this is by regularly letting go of some of our lesser treasures, giving some of our money to the poor and needy, so that money is no longer the greatest treasure in our hearts, so that we are no longer possessed by our possessions. So today we think about this challenge of Jesus to sell our possessions. What is your greatest treasure? What do you put the most energy into looking for? Is it Jesus or is it something else? As Jesus tells us to sell our possessions, he says to provide purses that won't wear out. This is a metaphor for the place where we store our treasure because the believer's treasures are stored in heaven. The believer's purse is the heavenly storehouse of his treasure, which will never wear out, it will not fail, and it's safe from being stolen by thieves or destroyed by moths. In contrast to the world's preoccupation with possessions, Jesus' followers are to be characterised by generosity, especially in giving to those in need. This even has eternal implications, for as Jesus warns, where your treasure is, whether in earth or heaven, there will your heart be also. And the nature of our heart is reflected in the things that we value most. Money, when it's seen as an end in itself, quickly traps us and cuts us off from both God and the needy. The key to using money wisely is to see how much we can use for God's purposes, not how much we can accumulate for ourselves. So does God's love touch your wallet? It's often the last part of our lives to be converted to Jesus. Does your money free you to help others? If so, you are storing up lasting treasures in heaven. If your financial goals and possessions hinder you from giving generously, loving others or serving God, sell what you must to bring your life into line with his purposes. If you concentrate your money in acquiring more, your thoughts will centre on making money. If you direct it towards other people, you will become more concerned with their welfare more like the person Jesus wants you to be. So where do you put your time, your money, your energy? What do you think about the most? How should you change the way you use your resources in order to reflect kingdom values more accurately? Sometimes people put off making these types of decisions because they see them as too costly. In truth, it can be even more costly if we don't. Do join me next time when I'll be talking about Jesus' challenging words, become a child. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.